Hey, this parak talks about saras, which appears on a beged, an item of clothing, and the Torah talks about three different materials. One is wool, one is linen, and the third is leather. These are the three materials that can become tome with negoim. And when the Torah talks about wool, it refers specifically to the classic type of wool that comes from sheep but not wool that comes from other animals. The Mishnah talks about a case where there is an item of clothing made out of tzemer gemalim v'tzemer rechelim shetrofon zebozeh, wool that came from sheep, and wool of camels that has been mixed together. And that means that each thread is made up of both types of wool. They were spun together to make up threads of both wool of sheep and camels. In Roman Agamalim, if the majority of each of the threads are made of wool that came from the camels, then in Omtam Benagoyim, the entire item of clothing cannot become tome, even if a nega appears on it because the status of that item goes according to its majority. In Rav Min however, if the majority of each of the threads is made up of wool that came from sheep, then Mitam Managoyim, the entire item of clothing, can become Tomei if a nega appears on it, since here too we follow the majority of the mixture. Mechza if there is exactly half-half, then there is no majority of camel wool to nullify the minority of sheep wool and consider it insignificant, which means that the half of the thread that is made up of sheep wool is considered significant. We can't ignore it, and therefore, mitamin banagoyim, such an item of clothing would be able to become tome if a nega appears on it, because it is made up partly of sheep wool, and the sheep wool is not nullified by a different majority, and therefore, just like any item of clothing that is made out of sheep wool, it can become tome with tzara'as. Identical guidelines and laws apply for a item of clothing that is made up of threads that were spun from a mixture of linen and kanbois. Kanbois is a material that comes from a different plant. It's pretty similar to linen. It also comes from flax, which comes from the ground. However, at the end of the day, it is not the same as linen, and only a real linen item of clothing can become tommy with negoim, and if it is mixed with a different material, a different substance, then the laws would depend on the same criteria that have just been mentioned in the Mishnah. Mishnah Gimel, the Torah says, If a item of clothing has a nega of tzaras on it, on a item of clothing made out of wool, or one which is made out of linen, or if it's on the vertical threads in the weaving, there are vertical threads and horizontal threads which are woven together. Shasi refers to the vertical ones, and Erev refers to the horizontal ones. So whether the Taras appears on those threads or the other threads, and then if the Torah says again, La Pishtim Velatzomer, on linen or wool, or leather, etc. So the Torah puts together wool and linen twice in the two psukhan that we just read out, and according to the first opinion of the Mishnah, they are compared to each other for two different laws. And that is, linen is generally naturally white, and as well as that, it's not generally dyed a different colour. And therefore, it is learnt that even a woolen item of clothing is only going to be able to become tommy with tzara'as if it is both white and it is its natural colour. It hasn't been dyed at all. As well as that, since the same posuk talks about leather items, 
There is a comparison between leather and regular items of clothing made out of wool or linen, and therefore it is learnt that also leather clothes can only become tommy with tsara'as if they are naturally white, and they haven't been changed in colour at all. Clothes that are made out of leather or regular cloth of wool or linen, if they have been dyed and they are not naturally white, then in mitam they cannot become tommy with nagoim with tsara'as. On the other hand, habotim, nagoim which appear on houses, houses are not compared at all to linen, and therefore bin svum bin shilon svum tam whether they have been dyed or not, even if they are not their natural colour, they are able to become tome with tsaras. Div Rav Meir, that is the opinion of Rav Meir, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ha'oyrois, leather kabotim, has the same status as a house, in that it can become tome regardless of whether it is his natural colour or not, and it doesn't need to be white either. The reason for Rabbi Yehuda is because although leather is placed in the same posuk as the items of clothing that are made out of wool or linen, the Torah doesn't say and leather clothes. It says oy or something that is made out of leather. And that word implies that there is a certain difference. There is not a full comparison between leather and other items of clothing. And indeed, leather has a different law. It has the law of houses that regardless of its color and whether it is its natural color or not, it is able to become tome if a nega appears on it. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says that we are able to resolve both the fact that it says oi in the posok, it says or, which implies that the leather clothes have a different status, and we're also able to interpret the comparison of the Torah between leather and regular clothes made of wool and linen. If it is a colour, it's not white, it's coloured, but it's naturally coloured, the leather, then mitamen, it can become tome with negoim, with saraas. However, if it is coloured manually by man, then in Matamin it would not be able to become Tommy with Nagoim. So it's somewhere in the middle. A house, even if it was coloured by man, it is able to become Tommy with Tsara'as. Wool and linen are only able to become Tommy if they are naturally white. And according to Rabbi Shimon, leather can become Tommy even if it is coloured, but only if it is its natural colour. A piece of clothing whose vertical threads, the chassis, is coloured, it's dyed, in which case it is not able to become tome with tsara'as. The erbolovon, but its horizontal threads that have been woven in between the vertical threads are white, and they are naturally white, in which case they are able to become tome with nagoim. Or erboid savua lovon, if the horizontal threads were dyed and therefore they are not able to become tommy with tsara'as and the horizontal, the, the vertical threads are white and therefore they are fit to become tommy with tsara'as, hakol everything depends and follows that which is visible, that which we see. Sometimes the vertical threads, for example, would be woven very tightly close to each other. And that would mean that the horizontal threads are barely visible, and all that one sees is the colour made by the colour which is presented by the vertical threads. So if that was the case, then the entire item of clothing would depend on that colour, and even if the nega appears partly on the threads that are dyed, since the colour which the item of clothing overall appears to be is white, so it would be able to become Tommy with Saras. Now, if it is a regular item of clothing, then it would appear to be both colours, 
let's say none of the threads are particularly tightly packed together, and it's pretty clear that the horizontal threads are white, for example, and the vertical ones are dyed. So then, if the nega appears on the white threads, it would become tome, and if it appears on the coloured ones, it would not become tome. Continues the Mishnah. Items of clothing can become tome with saraas if the nega is a deep, bright green, or a very red, deep type of red, uh, deep, bright red. If it was originally a deep green and it spread, it expanded in size, but the part of the nega that developed in the expansion, the part of the nega which developed really right next to the original nega was a deep red, adamdom, or if the original nega was a deep red, and the extension of that nega was a deep green. Tome, in all of these cases, the nega would be confirmed as tsara'as, it is impure, it's considered to be like a regular nega that has spread and expanded in size, and we do not consider these to be like two different negaim, since they are both the one of the colours that is necessary for a nega which appears on an item of clothing. It's considered to be the same nega that is spread, and therefore it would be tsara'as. Nishtana ufosa. What happens if the original nega changed colour? It was originally green, and then it changed to be red. And then it spread and expanded in size. Nishtana or if it changed its color, but it didn't spread at all. In all of these cases, loy nishtana, it is not considered to be a nega that has changed. We view it as exactly the same nega. Its color change is irrelevant. And if it has spread, it would be deemed as tsaras. If it hasn't spread, then it's considered to be like any item of clothing that had a nega for a week and it hasn't spread. And we'll see in the next Mishnah what exactly needs to be done with that item of clothing at the end of the week. But the point is that we do not view the change of colour from a deep green or a, to a deep red, or vice versa, as being the appearance of a new nega. It's still considered to be the exact same nega. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, however, that in this case where the original nega changed its colour, we do view it as a new nega, and Yeroba Tachila, it will be viewed from the beginning as if it's the first time being brought to a koyen, because it is considered to be a new, different nega to the one that had been there until now. Hey, a nega that appears on a person's body, we have learned that if it remains the same for the first week, when the person comes back at the end of the first week for an examination with the koyen, if the nega hasn't changed, then he is told to be by himself for another week and return at the end of that week. And if at the end of the second week he returns for another examination and the nega has not changed, then he would be told that he is pure and that the nega is not considered to be tsara'as. On the other hand, a nega which appears on an item of clothing, even if it does not change, there is significance to that nega. Firstly, if it hasn't changed at the end of two weeks, then it would be confirmed as definite saras, even without any other special feature for it to be considered saras. As well as that, if at the end of the first week it hasn't changed at all, before telling the person to return after a week with the item for the coin to examine it again, they would first use a solution which was made up of seven different cleansing substances, and they would rub that on the nega, on the item of clothing, and if they saw that the nega was not removed by those cleansing agents, only then would they tell the person to come back after a week with the item of clothing. 
But if the nega was removed by those cleansing agents, then all the person would need to do is put the clothes into a mikvah, a collection of natural water, in order to purify those clothes. The very appearance of the nega on the clothes makes them tome. But once the nega has been removed, then they are able to be purified. However, if it remains, then the clothes would need to be brought back to the cone at the end of that week. And if the nega still hasn't changed, then it would be confirmed as definite sora'as. So this Mishnah takes us through the procedure which needs to be followed in the case of Negoim which appear on clothes. Ha'omim Barishain, if the nega has, remains the same at the end of the first week when the item of clothing is brought back to the coin for another examination, its colour is still either a deep green or a deep red, it hasn't spread. Yechabes, it should be washed with the seven specific cleansing agents that are prescribed. The Mishnah in Masech's Nidah lists them. Interestingly, they are not listed in this Masechta, which is an interesting point to note. And if they succeed in removing the nega from the clothes, then it can be put into a mikvah and it will become pure. However, if the nega remains, then the yaskir, it would need to be placed by itself, kept away from other things, and returned to the koyen at the end of that week for another examination. Ho'emid Basheni, if it hasn't changed at the end of the second week... Then it is confirmed as tsara'as, and yisoreif, it would need to be burnt. Clothes which have confirmed definite tsara'as on them need to be burnt. If the nega spreads, either on the first week or the second week, yisoreif, it would need to be burnt, because that is a feature that also defines the nega as being definite tsara'as, even if it occurs in the first week. What happens if hakeya batachila... The nega originally at the first examination, when it was first taken to the koyen, it became less bright. That means when the koyen first saw it, in his initial glance at the clothes, it was a deep green or a deep red. But before he managed to confirm and declare whether it was tsaras or not, its brightness and deepness of colour was reduced. And it is now not one of the deep shades of green or red that would be considered saras. Now, if this occurred after the first examination, before the second one at the end of the first week, then the same procedure that we follow when the nega remained the same is followed. And according to Rabbi Yishmael, this is no different over here. Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Yishmael says, Yechabis v'yasgir, they should wash it and rub these seven different cleansing agents on top of the nega in order to remove it. And if it remains there, then the yasgir, it would be left by itself for a week and the clothes would need to be brought to the coin at the end of that week again. Since the coin did see that change in the nega, so it's the same as if it would have been like that, uh, the first examination, and then during that week it changed and became less bright. However, Vachachom I and mean, say that it's irrelevant that the coin originally saw it being brighter, since he didn't manage to make any declaration with regards to that nega, he doesn't need to declare anything with regards to that nega, and it's as if the nega originally came to the coin with that less bright, less deep colour, in which case it is not considered to be a nega at all. Continues the Mishnah, if the nega became less deep and less bright at the, in the first week, when the person returned to the examination at the end of the first week, it was now less bright. Like we mentioned, it would need to be washed with these cleaning agents, and if the nega remains, then the clothes would be by themselves for a week, and then brought before the koyen another time at the end of that second week. 
What happens if at the end of the first week, the nega remained the same deep, bright color that it needs to be? And then when we reached the end of the second week, Hakea Basheni, at the end of the second week, it was not that deep color anymore. Kehe means that it is duller, it's less bright and deep. It is learned from Sukim that Ko'oi, he should tear out that part of the item of clothing, the Serv Mashakora, and burn that piece which had the nega on which he tore out, and he needs to stitch together a replacement, a different piece of cloth where that part had been, in order to check whether the nega will return to its original place. If that will occur, then we'll learn in the next Mishnah that the entire item of clothing needs to be burnt. However, Rebbein says, in Matlis, there is no need to replace that part of the garment with a cloth, because according to Rebbein even if the nega returns to the entire garment, even if it's in a different place, it doesn't have to be in exactly the same location as it had been beforehand, and will still burn the garment if it returns to any place in that on, on that item of clothing. So there's no requirement to replace that hole in the garment because we can see if the nega returns even to a different part of that garment.